welcome to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast, where we look at behind the scenes of why and how leaders are making an impact and how you can too. I'm Shay Wheat, the founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions and the host of Creating Powerful Impact podcast. We support six, seven, and eight-figure speakers, coaches, and expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Our clients have made over $25 million in revenue, gained over 3,700 new clients, and changed the lives of over 29,000 attendees with events as few as 50 people and over 4,000 in attendance. So stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be a next guest in just 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, welcome back to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. Super excited to bring you my next guest today. We have Axel Meyerhofer, who I think this is really fascinating. He actually has a mission to help a thousand people reach economic independence through residential real estate investing by 2030. But today we're going to talk a little bit about time freedom and a bunch of different fun things. But before we dive into all of that, I want to go ahead and introduce you to Axel. Axel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Shay. Thanks for being here. Would you do me a favor and kind of share with our audience a little bit about um, what it is that you do and how you're creating impact in the world right now? Yeah, absolutely. So... First, maybe I should mention what we do is all happening under the name Ideal Wealth Grower. And the reason that we're calling and call the approach and the business and the websites and all that stuff that name is because first, the first word, ideal, is not just a cool word word in the, in the context, but it's also an abbreviation. If you're interested, we can touch on it really quick, what, the, what it means. Wealth is what we actually want to accomplish. And Grower is actually a methodology that was developed by John Whitmore, a British guy that came from sports coaching. Actually, he wrote a book called Performance Coaching that describes how he coached tennis players. And then it was widely adopted in business. And so I've been coaching and mentoring people for probably 25 years by now. And I really thought that that was a really nice model that people can appreciate it has a certain structure but it's not oppressive right it's not right really restrictive so yeah we have the abbreviation we want to get wealth and we do the coaching and mentoring applying that core model so that's basically what we do and fundamentally i'm always inviting people to join us and we call ourselves a little bit like the tribe uh, join us in this mission but also in this uh, pretty customized approach on every person on how can we take your current situation and evolve it so that you can as soon as possible reach the time freedom. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, and you're coming to us today from Spain, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, for the first time, my wife and I decided, and partially also because my mom is getting uh, up there in age and she went to Spain early 2020, just before the pandemic, and really loved it and said, the only thing that would make it better is if you guys were over here. And so we said, okay, this winter, we're going to make it happen. 
and came over here. That's why we had our little lighting issue because we are in the Airbnb house and not our own studio today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But I love the opportunity that we can, you know, take a look at how we're designing our life and have our businesses design and support our lifestyle. Right. And it sounds like that's a little bit about what it is that you support people with, um, especially on on kind of like the time freedom pieces. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying it to brag, but I can say that I have actually now reached beyond the time freedom point for myself and everybody, typically a family, but also individuals have to determine what their time freedom point actually means for them. It's typically a financial uh, number uh, that we're striving to and so I'm glad to say that I reached it and then went beyond it and what that means this aspect of time freedom if you just go for just a short second to say what do these words really mean yeah basically the shortest way I can put it is exchanging time for money is what most people in the world do for like what 80 60 80 percent of the time Mm-hmm. What we do when we reach time freedom is that you get the freedom to actually decide what you want to do with your time on your own, right? And not just the time that you will spend with your family or when you're asleep, but the whole day, the whole week, the whole month. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do this, the fundamental requirement, a lot of things can be done and should be done and might have to be done for individuals to be happy. But one thing that is hard to be happy is when you have no money to pay for stuff. <laughs> whether, whether it's your normal life obligations or things that you like or places you like to visit or gadgets you like to have or tools you like to use and so forth. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion and for the idea of grower approach, we have said the time freedom point is actually the point for each person individually that they determine as far as what the number is that they need to have every month as income so that they have to free the freedom to do with their time what they want. Now, what we want to emphasize is if you no longer want to exchange time for money, that income has to come to you no matter what, or what's also called passive income. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not you go do a job and you get paid and now you have what's called active income because then, you, again, you change, exchange time for money. So... What we build with residential real estate is an ever-growing income stream, also called cash flow, that ultimately reaches a point if you say, Shay, okay, my number to be really comfortable, still be able to do some vacation here and there, meet the family, pay all my expenses, have my car, have my house or apartment or whatever you prefer, I need $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Right? As of today's value, today's money then that's our starting point to say, okay, what do we need to do in your case with your circumstances, with your money, with your capabilities to get you to the point where you get $5,000 a month? And when you reach that point on the calendar, which we call the time freedom point, then you know, okay, so from here on out, I really don't have to worry to pay for my expenses anymore. Mm -hmm. And I can explain a little why this is kind of like a fixed point because some people say, well, but if my lifestyle changes, what happens? Well, the nice message is when you ever, anybody ever reaches their time freedom point, it only gets better afterwards, Mm. which is not necessarily intuitive. I can obviously explain why, but that's the reality. And it's just pure math. It's no magic or anything related to it. 
Right. It's all very specific to you. I love that. So you've been doing this for a while now, um, but I would love to kind of dive into a little bit about like how in the world did you get started and how did you continue to grow your business and scale to the point where you've probably changed your time freedom point a couple of times to get to where you're at now and you're traveling and you're hanging out in Spain and doing all of these things with your family. But how have you actually um, scaled your business? Well, at first started out with me basically retiring from the military around 2000, looking around, you know, 2001, 2002. And I was basically hearing in the news. I mean, it wasn't anything like it is now, but at the time in the news, everybody was talking about dot-com bus, stock market will never recover, stocks are evil, blah, 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 right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I'm retired from the military. I just got a really, for me, amazing executive job in a software company. But I realized, for one, my remaining kind of quote-unquote work life from the perspective at the time, I didn't know anything about time freedom point or real estate investing necessarily. It was pretty clear there wouldn't be enough time from when I started to really work as least I thought in the corporate world until I could normally retire, like what people call retirement age would be enough time to really build a substantial retirement income. That was my thinking. So I, I kind of believe I knew I needed to invest. I mean, need to be a little bit frugal and invest anything that we could to build this up. You know, and, and everybody told me, you don't want to depend on social security. I think that's the truth. So, well, then I started looking, okay, well, how do I build this up? How can I actually build kind of like a secondary NASDAQ was the term that we used at the time. And I heard, Stock market evil, don't go there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> then I asked around and looked around, what else can you do? And some people had some crazy ideas that didn't mean anything to me. And I actually then found out, I asked myself, but I also got kind of pushed in that direction to say, where do successful people actually invest? What do they do? Mm-hmm. And one thing, and people always chuck that I've told this story so many times, I, I don't know how, if you find it funny or not, but one thing that was actually happening at the time were all these Terminator movies and stuff like that, or the hero movies and so forth. And so, you know, there was a little bit of a kindred spirit between a guy from Austria and a guy from Germany in the United States. And the Austrian guy was obviously massively successful. But I was like, okay, what is Arnold actually doing with all these millions he's getting from the movies? And found out that over the years, he had become one of the biggest residential real estate owners in the state of California. And I'm like, Arnold of all people and anybody, I know this is dating myself. And if you ever want to really laugh, you go on YouTube and put in The Barbarian. That was one of the first movies Schwarzenegger did. Oh my gosh. This guy is like either autistic or completely like a nutcase, right? Like it is probably the worst movie you can ever watch. Oh my God. That was his start because he was a bodybuilder and he wanted to get into acting and that was what they gave him, right? A movie where total dumb ass full of muscles was just basically jumping through the Stone Age. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So anyways, but long story short, he, he basically became in a sense an example of somebody who makes a lot of money knows that as any European would, this is my second career. There's a little similarity to me in this case. And I'm not going to be a famous muscled movie star forever. I believe that's what he really thought. I don't think he ever thought that he would still be asked to do Terminator 27 and 70 or something like that. And and you weren't planning on picking up bodybuilding either, huh? Exactly, yeah. 
good point. Good point. Yeah, no chance on that. that ship so not good. going that route. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I thought, okay, well, that looks interesting. And like most of these stories, I'm sure you have interviewed a lot of people. It intrigued me, but I didn't know much about it. The one thing I knew is through my military career, we had rented. We had sometimes bought something and then sold something and so forth, but not really from a business perspective. So I just started studying. And one thing that I found out because we were at the time in the Santa Barbara area that I could understand the theory, but as soon as I tried to apply it anywhere in like the reasonable area around where we were living, the numbers just didn't work. Mm. And so I thought, well, but there must be another way. And through some lucky circumstances, I stumbled upon the whole concept of turnkey investing. And what that basically means is if you find an organization that does all the things that you need for you, regardless of how far away you are, then you can basically, in a sense, do what we all nowadays know as outsourcing to them. So in a quick nutshell, a turnkey provider is basically a company anywhere in the United States who finds a property in need of help. I always say the ugly duckling in the neighborhood. Right. Again, obviously, it became the ugly duckling because the owners didn't repair it and kept it up properly. So a turnkey provider would approach them and say, I want to buy your ugly duckling. Obviously, I can pay you a whole lot and say they bought it for $50,000. They know they need to put $30,000, $40,000 in repairs in. And then they say, okay, so now this thing is has cost us $80,000, $85,000. We put it on the market for $100,000. Most people that you will interview in the real estate industry say exactly, and that's why it's too expensive. Because the turnkey providers in most people's mind have the negative connotation that it's more expensive as if compared to you finding a property, fixing it up yourself, and you don't have to give them 15000 off it. You just mm. keep it in your own pocket and call it equity. Well, so I, I, we can go there if you want, but for all intents and purposes, I buy this house for $100,000. But here comes the important thing. So they found it and renovated it. They marketed it for a price that the appraiser needed to agree to because otherwise no bank would give you a loan on it or a mortgage. So now I buy that $100,000 house because the appraiser appraised it for that. I put $20,000, the bank puts $80,000 as a mortgage. Now I own this house and here comes the kicker. The same turnkey provider needs to also be the organization who does the property management for this house. Find the tenant, take the calls when the toilet is not working or the faucet is dripping or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And for that, I give them 10% or 8% or 9% of the rent. So what that really means is it's all under one roof. And if you think about it, other than those $15,000 that people always complain about that they make a profit, if you renovate something that you know six months later you need to manage, it's more likely that your renovation is reasonably good. Right. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. So if you take that as a concept and say, okay, so then does it really matter where I live? And that was basically the discovery. And that is really what Idea Wealth Grower has been trying to get out into the world. And I'm not saying we're the only ones, but we are one of the few to say you can live in any of those relatively expensive areas. You can obviously live anywhere. But if you find yourself in the Bay Area and you know the average price for anything that could call itself a house is a million dollars. Right. 
then even if you were to find a lender to give you 80%, you would still have to come up with $200,000 down payment. Yeah. Most people don't run around with 200000 in their pocket. <laughs> Not so, what I know of. <laughs> so now take that same example and say, okay, I'm right now with other tribal members in our community. We are buying brand new built house in Memphis for $160,000. Brand new house, three bedroom cars, $160,000. Now your own down payment becomes 32. Yeah, a little easier. A little easier than 200,000. Yes. Right? So basically, I tried it myself. I said, okay, now these organizations exist. I want to find out, and you have to keep in mind this is quite a few years ago before all this turmoil that we had in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. I want to find out where are the places where I can get a really good ratio between the rental income after everything is done and the, the property manager has bought in a tenant and manages this tenant and my house and what I pay for it. Yeah. And so at the time, it was not very hard to find houses anywhere between like $80,000 and $150,000 where you made $800 to $1,500 rent a month hmm. on a three-bedroom, two-bath four-bedroom, two-bath house. And I think even today, if I were to say to anybody, almost anywhere in the U.S., you get a nice house with a garden. It's, it's your house to live in, three-bedroom, four-bedroom, two-bath with, with all the fixings recently renovated. And I, I asked for $1,300. That's not unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but it means that because of that ratio between how much you pay and how much rent you get, you have anywhere between $100 and $300 a month in what we discussed earlier, passive income. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then the whole story becomes rinse and repeat. And I did that a bunch of times. And people around me, and I, I have to say, I'm kind of like a little chatty, as you might uh, detect. When they asked me, oh, what are you up to? What are you doing? And I kept saying, well, I bought another house in Ohio. I bought a house in Idaho. I bought a house in Illinois. And they're like, what the heck is going on with all this house buying? What you won the lottery or how do you do that right now when i said they asked me obviously you know like how much is that house i said well that last one that i bought was ninety two thousand dollars and they're like <gasps> the eyes went up like nine you know now keep in mind santa barbara area at the time you know you couldn't get anything under five six seven hundred thousand right so a ninety six thousand dollar house was completely unimaginable right and then I, I detected a little bit of change in the next question kind of line was, does that really work? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it works for me. I'm doing it. I'm like at number four now. I said, hmm, are you showing other people how to do this? And I'm always, no, no, I'm just doing this for myself. You know, I need to build this for me. I'm in this kind of short time window that I have. Mm-hmm. Trying to hit your own time. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, and that kind of started the whole thing where people said, you should tell us, you should you should make a system, right? Like you have probably heard this a lot of yeah. times. Oh, people would eat it up if you could put that in a system. You should give it a name. Well, and over time, I guess they wore me down. And, <laughs> you know, so I thought about it and I, I took my head and thought, you know, what kind of a name can we do? And the name really uh, comes, the abbreviation, this idea was the first thing. Mm. And then the other piece is there's a guy, um, John um, Soforic, wrote a book called The Wealthy Gardener. Highly recommend. If you, if one of your questions were, what's your um, book that you recommend, I would recommend people to read The Wealthy Gardener. 
and John's contribution to idea wealth goer is I stole the wealthy. <laughs> so, you know, I said, oh, the wealthy guy, idea wealth, that's kind of cool. And then I thought, what are we actually doing in coaching, mentoring, and I'm using the grow system, and it was called the grow system at the time, so it was trademarked. I said, how can I change it so that I can get a trademark for it? And so we changed grow to grower. I can also explain why. And I submitted it to the um, patent office, got a trademark, and here we are. I did with growth. Amazing, amazing. And so now a number of people have gone through your system and are, you know, doing their own in order to find their own time freedom point through real estate investing. That's amazing. Right. So what, where are you guys going in the next couple of years? Well, one, one thing that I didn't anticipate, and I mentioned it earlier a little bit, is that there would be something like a tribe evolving. In hindsight, uh, you know, like if, if I'm looking at it now, it kind of makes sense because when you're on your journey towards the time freedom point, um, there's only one of our clients, I think they would admit that they have reached it. The others are all still on the journey. And even though the intensity of interactions in the beginning, it's like we have some, some clients that really need a lot of handholding when we almost talk two or three times a week in the very beginning for the first few months. And then it tapers off as they learn more and they get more comfortable and so forth. But this tribal component is actually the people in the system that have signed up for it. They kind of stay in the tribe and we keep adding more and more people to it. And my vision is at some point, maybe next year, to get to a point where we say, okay, for those who have already gained some experience, they don't want to listen to regurgitating the beginnings again. Even mm-hmm. though it's an exciting story for most of them, it's an exciting success story. This goes actually well also to impact because I can tell you a few things that uh, might show or give examples of how much impact it can make. But the, the next level would be to have something, I don't, I'm still hesitant to call it a mastermind, but something along those lines, right? To say, okay, those who have actually acquired a few properties now through the system and they want to keep growing their portfolio, let's those have basically like a more advanced mm-hmm. forum mm-hmm. to come together while we keep feeding more people in on the, on the front end. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, when they... We see this with our clients too, is there's always a next step, right? So they've mastered essentially the first step of it, but now there's the next mountain that they've got to get to, which you've probably already traversed. And so to support them, you know, building the community and the tribe, it's like, okay, what does that next step look like? And so it's amazing to hear that you're, you know, thinking about it and cultivating going, our people are saying they need something. What could that actually look like? and supporting them in that next step. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And and you phrased that perfectly. I mean, one thing that I'm always doing and have done from the very beginning, even before we we called it officially a company, is basically putting myself out as a guinea pig. And what I'm discovering in the last two years, when I had basically gotten closer and closer to my time freedom point, I wanted to get a broader base or what, people would call diversification, but within the value asset group. So for me, value assets are things like gold and silver coins, um, limited, a specific way of, of a very limited stock investing, and maybe some crypto. 
And what's kind of interesting is I've gone through these things and have diversified my portfolio where still 70% is still residential real estate, but the other 30% are diversified. And now it's kind of interesting. I, I'm sure you're experiencing this in your business and the audience members experience this too, to some extent is you're evolving in my evolution is actually to say, okay, how do I react to any tribe members or new clients who say, and I know they normally don't say it that way, but I put it a little more drastically to say, are you nuts? Don't you listen to the news? Stocks are in the dumpster. Crypto is a scam. Gold and silver hasn't gone anywhere. And from what I hear in the news, real estate is collapsing. So what, what are we doing here? Right? And I'm basically trying to flip this around and to say, okay, when was it cheaper to get stocks in the last 12 years? When was it cheaper to get crypto in the last 12 years? When is the last time you can get gold and silver before it really skyrockets? And by the way, you claim that real estate is in the dumpster, it's just false. Right. You know, and, and there's, you know, this is, the media wants to obviously have clickbait. Real estate, <laughs> I don't typically have to convince people because they believe me that I know what I'm doing since I've been doing it so long. You have to live somewhere, right? Yeah, but the other areas, I find it an amazing opportunity for people like me and you to say, okay, are you going with the mainstream or are you willing to kind of put the fog a little bit aside mm. and look at the reality? Mm -hmm. Last year, just last year, people bought a bit one Bitcoin for almost $70,000 and you can buy it now for $16,000. Wow. Now, the question always is, is this something that you consider a value asset, yes or no? And we can do a lot of education. Anybody can do it on their own or we can do it together to say yes or no. Same thing with gold or silver coins, right? If we keep putting trillions and trillions and trillions of paper dollars into the world, right, that means we need more and more dollars to buy anything that has real value like gold and silver. It's not that gold and silver has gotten more expensive. It's these dollars don't buy you that much anymore. And if you go to a grocery store these days, you will see what mm -hmm. bought you something last year and filled up your, your basket. You get half a basket or maybe three quarters of a basket this year. It's not less stuff. Or if you want the same amount of stuff, you have to just chill and give out way more dollars. So the real answer is the dollars get less and less value. Well, maybe you want to exchange it with something that doesn't lose value. Mm -hmm. like houses like gold, gold and silver coins and this is also why i talk about stocks if you find something that you're really passionate about right like if tony robbins were a, a publicly traded company and you, you know him you do the events for him and stuff like that and you could have bought stocks in tony robbins five years or 10 years or 15 years ago you would be rich mm -hmm. But the point is, it's not just I invest in the stock market. You have to find out where's an area that I really want to either become knowledgeable or I am already knowledgeable. And if I find that area, my area of passion, so to speak, in my case, it's electrification. Right? So the only stocks that I really own is Tesla. But it also then doesn't bother me that their stock price goes up and down like crazy. Mm -hmm. Because I'm saying, okay, if they want to really reach their vision of electrifying the world, well, it's probably going to be in the 2030s or 2040s before they get even close to say, yeah, we got that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what happens today is really irrelevant. But that's the same thing if you buy a house, you're not buying it because you want to get rich next year. Right. 
Yeah. Or if you buy gold coins, you don't expect gold coins to explode so that you double your money next year. So that's the issue around value investing is to say, I need to believe in the value of the asset that I put my money in. And then diversification means, okay, I don't want to have all my money and all my eggs in the same basket. Mm-hmm. But that's the evolution. You first have to start creating a portfolio and then you can start thinking about diversification. Yeah. So what I've, what I've been hearing, and time has just like flown by for sure, um, but what I've been hearing with, with what you're saying is, you know, you came in and you're, you're trying something out, you fell into this, you started teaching it, you know, starting getting results for your clients, you're hearing from your clients, so you're constantly doing market research, asking them what is the next best step for them, looking at how you might be able to do that going forward and creating some type of mastermind or opportunity for that next mountain to support them, because you're constantly working on yourself as you go towards your time freedom point. And it really kind of comes down to a lot of mindset. And I know you have a gift for our audience that could really support them in the mindset area. Would you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, For one, I mean, the thing that I always say before I go into the mindset and the mindset menu, I want to just mention, when we put a goal out like the time freedom point, there comes a little bit of a question quite early, even if you're still far away from the goal, to say, what happens when I get there? Mm. My, my kind of shortest, quickest answer is you get the opportunity to live your passion mm-hmm. completely 100% and don't have to worry about the money. Now, in my case, you mentioned, you know, like the stuff that I'm doing. In my case, that means I was so focused on residential real estate investing and helping other people to do it that this aspect of diversification, yeah, I had that in the bank, but I never really dove into that in earnest. Well, since a while ago, I reached the time freedom point, I now can do this, right? And that's why I'm researching this, partially because I'm super interested, but also in service of our clients. And so the, the t- it's not that you reach the time freedom point, you do nothing anymore. That would be a boring life. Right? You just <laughs> want to do something that you're really passionate about and, and don't have to worry about the money. And I know several of our clients, one, for example, is a retired pastor. And he loves to do um, charity work. But he was always limited in the amount of time he could dedicate to that because he felt he needed to spend quite a bit of time to keep making money. But I helped him. He and his wife are the first couple who really would honestly, I believe, say we are at or past our time freedom point. Now they do it all day long. And some crazy passion things like you know, at his age, riding motorcycles and getting hurt and stuff like that. <laughs> you know? So what other pe- I know other people who love painting, but they always felt guilty when they spent time on painting because they could have been maybe exchanged that time for money. Well, if you mm-hmm. reach your time freedom point and beyond, you can do painting, sculpting, charity work, whatever it might be. In my case, I'm crazy like that. I like, you know, things that have to do with money and investing and value and so forth. Mm-hmm. So for the mindset manual, I created this because one thing I detected when we first started the business, that when we did the first few interviews and I asked people, so how do you feel about your finances? And how do you feel about, you know, the things that you influence in your life? And in multiple different ways, people's responses always sounded to me like, I'm not really in charge. And you can come up with a million different ways of expressing I'm not really in charge. 
Mm -hmm. right? And so I started digging into this a little bit and through reading some books and talking to some really smart people, they said, well, they say this because they feel like a victim. I said, oh, wow, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And I didn't feel like that. And I said, so, well, if I tell you how I approach every day and every month and so forth, tell me what that's called. <laughs> and I described a little bit what I do and what I love and how, I might, how much I love to make the impact, since you want to get back to that point of your, of your show, right? Mm -hmm. Making impact with people. And they said, well, you, you are somebody who tries to create the environment and the circumstances for them to become successful, just like you do for yourself. I said, oh, so I'm actually hidden creator because I always thought creators are artists or painters or stuff and said no no creativity can be in all kinds of different things create means you do something to change from now to something different it doesn't mean something artistic automatically yeah so then I wrote the mindset manual basically to say okay I want to help people to identify on the spectrum between I'm either like a super victim, everything is just making my life miserable, or I'm fully in charge, I'm the creator of my future, I'm, I'm basically doing what needs to be done to make myself and my family happy. Find out when you go into and download that, um, that mindset manual, like you said, idealwithgold.com forward slash free. First find out where are you actually on that spectrum? And I'm always hoping that you're a little bit more towards the creator than to the victim, but that's not really a label that you should carry. It's just to establish a starting point. Yeah. Then the second part of the manual, you find a bunch of exercises, and we also made a few videos on, YouTube, on our YouTube channel to kind of get a little bit into if you wanted to change where you are right now, to what extent are you willing? Because everybody, some people are like ready to change the world, and other people say, well, a little bit at a time would be good for me. Right. And then the third part of the manual is a story about somebody who finds himself in a profession that he's doing really well, but is not really satisfied. Mm -hmm. And so that story describes how you can go recognizing that something isn't quite as fulfilling as you think you could be, and then taking the leap to something different so that you ultimately become completely fulfilled. And I am using this with permission from Chris Crone because I think that replicates for me and this one couple that I mentioned and several other people on their journey, how you start feeling as you start seeing that you're getting closer and closer to that time freedom. Yeah. So just as a reminder, um, people can pick up, you guys, this guide is very, very detailed and in-depth. It's like 58 pages of exercise and questions and really dives in deep. This is not just like a freebie where you're like, okay, two pages, I barely get any information. This is like a workbook. So definitely you want to make sure that you head on over to idealwealthgrower.com forward slash free. Idealwealthgrower.com forward slash free. We'll have it in the show notes, but definitely pick that up and go through the exercises, go and look up the YouTube um, videos and dive into it. Really start to take a look at you know, where you're at on the spectrum, find that starting point. And then where is it that we're wanting to go? Because regardless of where you're at, regardless if you're wanting to do real estate investing, I really feel that this manual, this mindset manual will help anybody that's looking to go from where they are currently to where they deserve and desire to be, and thus creating the powerful impact that we all are looking to make in this world. So... With that, I want to say thank you so very much for being with us, Axel. 
a wealth of information and knowledge. Appreciate you being with us, you know, across the world. It's probably quite late there. So oh, yeah, it's okay. being here today. It's just getting ready for pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, thank you all so much for being with us today. And we'll see you very, very soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,